0: It's time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN.
2: Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go.
0: Vladimir Tarasenko will return to the Blues lineup sooner rather than later. And our friend and Blues insider from The Athletic, Jeremy Rutherford, joins us now on 101 ESPN to talk about that and more. Jr., great to have you with us this morning. How are you doing? Good to be
1: here, guys. Doing well.
2: Well, as Randy mentioned, great article at The Athletic about Vladimir Tarasenko and his imminent return. And we know that Vladdy is going to be confident in himself when he finally gives the Blues the green light that he's ready to play. The Blues are going to be confident in his surgery and the rehab process. But you and your piece outline what doctors think about this. So from people who haven't worked with Vladdy but are medical officials, what do they think we should expect from Vladimir Tarasenko?
1: Yeah, I spoke to uh, three physicians uh, who've done uh... – orthopedic surgery especially on shoulders uh, their entire careers and uh, just got their thoughts on Tarasenko coming back from this third surgery on that same left shoulder in 28 months and one thing when you listen to fans or or even media uh, I've probably been guilty myself is when you hear that he has an injury once twice three times to the same shoulder it seems like a chronic situation and so When you ask the doctors, hey, will that come back? If he gets hit again, could we see a similar situation? And they said it it all depends on what type of surgery he had. And so they kind of ran me through what they would have done after the first one, after the second one. And so that first surgery, Michelle, you you probably have a soft tissue repair. It's probably a, a labrum. The second one, you might go for a more stabilizing shoulder to, uh, surgery to stabilize that shoulder. Uh, a J is the, the proper name for that type of surgery, and perhaps he had that. That's the thing. We don't know because the Blues don't tell us. Tarasenko doesn't tell us what type of surgery he had. But these are three experts who told us what protocol they would have followed in terms of uh, what surgeries he would have had. So bottom line is they felt that uh, based on, um, him getting a more stabilizing shoulder either the a surgery the second time that they think that he could be fine and could be the player that we remember
3: do you think they want to go with back-to-backs jr or do you think they just give him a single game this weekend let him get his feet wet and also to, to follow up on that where does he fit in in the, on, on lines and and the, you know his line mates and where he uh, fits in the lineup
1: Yeah, Danny, it's a great question, and you can make the argument both ways. You really can. For years and years, I've heard coaches and general managers say, when you're in, you're in. So you play the guy, you don't sit him the next game. Once he gets cleared, he's in. So, you know, do you have a situation where you you play him Friday against L.A., and then you sit him Saturday in the back-to-backs? You know, not based on what I've heard from coaches and management over the years. It could be a situation because the Blues do have back-to-backs, that you don't play him on Friday and you play him Saturday in L.A. in that second game. But I did hear Jamie Rivers, our, our good friend, make a, a really good point. He said, uh, you know, the first game of back-to-backs is when the team is fresh. They're coming off the day off. And so you want to put Tarasenko in a position to uh, succeed. you got fresh guys, teammates on the ice. So perhaps that's a reason to, to play him on Friday. I think there's a real good chance uh, he plays one of these uh, L.A. games and then you swing back by San Jose where the, uh, the trip started. Uh, the six-game road trip, so in case any of the Blues players forgot some socks or a tie or whatever in San Jose, they can swing back around and and get that. But we'll definitely see uh, Vladimir Tarasenko in one of these three games, if not uh, a couple of them.
0: Is he in what the players and the coaches call hockey condition?
1: I I don't think you can be. I really don't. And, uh, you know, I did the math on on Tarasenko. We all know he's been out for a long time, right? But if you go back to uh, the Stanley Cup... So beginning the following season after the cup, Vladimir Tarasenko has played 14 regular season games basically since the Blues won the cup. So this isn't a situation uh, where he's, he's missed six months and he played a few games. This is a situation where this guy hasn't played hardly if any hockey at all um, the entire uh, two years. And I realize he's in the same boat. I talked to his agent, Mike Lute. He's He's in the same boat as a lot of players because of the pandemic, the league was shut down. Uh, but Tarasenko, you know, his time off goes back further than that. So he can get all the conditioning he wants, Randy, in, in practice. But as we know, uh, it's going to take three, four, five, six, seven games, I think, before you see a guy who even remotely looks like he's in game shape.
2: So basically, our fans need to adjust their expectations accordingly.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think so. And Doug Armstrong and Craig Berube have said that uh, recently. Both of them have. and uh, But they said that they, you know, like I was saying earlier with, with the doctors, uh, the shoulder specialists, that they believe, um, that he he can be that player and so Doug Armstrong called him instant offense again a generational uh, score and uh, when he gets right and he gets the timing back and don't forget there's a lot of new faces on this team so there's going to be perhaps some chemistry issues early on too not just the conditioning so he's going to have to get over uh, the chemistry that we saw with this team early on and to go back and answer Dan's question uh, I think uh, you'll see him probably with uh, Braden Shen that seems to be uh, where the Blues like him, and, and maybe a David Perron's on that line. But things have changed in the past few days since since Tarasenko skated uh, with those guys, so so we'll have to wait to see when he plays.
3: JR, the Cardinals announced this morning uh, 32% capacity uh, for their fans coming back to Bush Stadium. Do you see it opening up a little bit at Enterprise Center as we get closer to April and
1: May? Yeah, and that's great news. I cannot wait to buy myself. I heard, uh, Michelle, I cannot wait to buy a $13 beer. <laughs> I just want right. to go down there. Hey, 105 degrees. I don't care. Bring it on. I'm re- I'm ready. Yeah. Uh, but I I do see them uh, opening it up uh, slowly but surely. They've done so. Dan, you know, they started out with the 1,400 fans, and then I think it was increased to to 2,000. You know, obviously uh, that's you know pretty good. All things considered, you, you only see about 18 or 19,000. So, um, you know, I think they're 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 being responsible. I went down and interviewed some fans when they first opened up and said, do you feel safe? Do you feel comfortable? And, and they said, yeah, everybody's got their mask on socially distance. I do remember uh, one fan had, had uh, his mask pulled down a bit. The usher came up and said, sir, could you please you know pull your mask? And, and he did. And so, you know, it's, was- As long as the people who go down there are responsible, I think you make it a good thing for the rest of the the fans who are trying to get down there in larger numbers.
0: JR, when Doug Armstrong talked to to the media about all the injuries the other day, he did say that Tarasenko was a country mile ahead of everybody else and really didn't know, like, about Bozak and Schwartz. Uh, I don't think they really know about Pareko. Should that be alarming to Blues fans that the Blues are saying, we really don't know
1: when they can come back? I think a little bit alarming, but I'm glad that the the Blues are are being honest. I mean, these are three injuries that nobody could know. You you just don't know. I mean, Tyler Bozak, upper body injury, it's believed to be a concussion. He skated with the Blues, what, a week, week and a half ago, and then he wasn't on the ice the next day. So it seemed like that didn't go well for him. We know Colton Perico has a back injury, and so they've shut him down, and it's going to take some time. You know, they can... They can uh, take a look at him every day, and it's not uh, going to get better necessarily, and they don't know when it's going to get better. And then I reported uh, yesterday, I believe it was, that Jane Schwartz, uh, according to a source, has an oblique injury, and so um, that's a, a tough situation too. So, uh, you know, with the timetables, they're able to give it for guys like Barbashev with the ankle surgery, Thomas with the, the thumb surgery. So on and so forth, but you just can't put a timeline on these three types of injuries.
0: I don't understand why guys get oblique injuries. I always go back to Rod Beck, the old major league reliever, who said you can't pull fat. I think one of the <laughs> like Whitey said these guys need to eat a hot dog and drink a beer. That's
1: they just need to be in worse condition, man. I've never had an oblique injury in my life, and perhaps uh, we know why now.
0: Yeah, we we don't even have those muscles, Jr.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: Uh, Jared, the blues three for three on the power play last night. And this is a unit that we expected to be incredible out of the gate for the blues. And it took some time for them to get there, but what are you seeing differently out of this power play unit? That's allowing them to have the success. We always thought they should.
1: Yeah. Three power play goals. Hey, hey Danny, uh, don't the Cardinals, if they score six runs, you get like a free soda on the run. I think blues fans ought to be able to go on the run today and get like a full tank of gas, a case (laughs) of beer and a sandwich or something. Three power play goals. Uh, That's the most this year. Uh, that it's terrific. I think last night what they did is they were aggressive, uh, went to the net. Sanford's been really good. Zach Sanford in front of the net. Uh, Braden Schen's got a great shot. We've seen that. Uh, he put another one in last night. Uh, we asked Craig Bruby after the game and he credited uh, assistant coach, Jim Montgomery. Uh, they really did their X's and O's last night against uh, Anaheim's PK and took advantage of some things they saw in the film. And Hey, listen, everybody's going to say, Oh, it's Anaheim. Listen, the ducks have the 10th best PK in the league, So this wasn't one of the bottom in the league. They did it against a good group. Uh, give the Blues credit. We've been credit, uh, criticizing them all season for the power play, and it was really good last night.
3: Will you split the uh, goaltending duties this weekend with the back in, uh, back-to-back?
1: back Yeah, I would think so. And, uh, you know, you go Bennington. He looked really good last night. First time he's ever lost three in a row in regulation in his career. He comes back. He gets the win. Also was coming off uh, that situation in San Jose. And I don't know if you guys saw it, but uh, Jim Thomas of the Post-Dispatch asked him last night, so what happened, Jordan, the other night in San Jose? And he said he got ticked off. And he said, did uh, did uh, San Jose players chirp you? And he said, no, not really. I wanted them to, but they didn't. So <laughs> now we know that uh, he really wasn't enticed. He, he really was that upset to go after those guys. So Houston uh, has been shaky, Dan, but they can't go away from him. They, they have to give Jordan Bennington some rest. So I would expect that you'd probably see a split. J.R.,
0: Alex Ferrario, and his bride, Katie, had a new baby the night before last, Adelaide, actually yesterday morning. So you'll be filling in for Alex Ferrario on BKM
1: Ferrario today. Yeah, congrats to Alex and Katie. Wonderful people, wonderful couple, the family. And uh, Miss Adelaide, welcome to the world. I can't wait to, to meet her. And so Alex gets some much-deserved time off. I was trading texts with him last night, and, and what a shirt. I'm sure you guys have talked about it, but... Uh, wearing the little onesie that says, I listen to my daddy on 101 ESPN. That uh, <laughs> was some outfit they had put together. So congratulations to those guys. And, yeah, I'll see you guys in a little bit. We'll be in the studio.
0: It was adorable.
1: Adorbs. Yep.
0: <laughs> see you, JR. Take care. See you, guys. This our Blues Insider, Jeremy Rutherford from The Athletic.
2: Everything's getting more expensive these days. Gas, rent, and even your music.